0: We're really excited to have partnered with Cassart for this week's episode of Out of Ink. Cassart are one of the leading UK suppliers offering the world's best brands at affordable prices, perfect for all you anxious artists. CASART are really supportive
1: of artists and they have a blog which you can read which has loads of different tips and
0: advice. CASART also supports artists by offering free exhibition or workshop spaces for local artists which is a really great opportunity so make sure you look that up in your area.
1: I love walking around their Park Street store in Bristol and all the staff are
0: artists so they can help you with exactly what you need. You can get 10% off your next online order at CassArt.co.uk using our unique code OutOfInk, which is all capital letters before the 31st of December 2022. That's 10% off with code OutOfInk. See four terms and conditions in the show notes. <laughs> Welcome to the Out of Ink podcast with myself, B. Oscar, and Molly Lemon. This is the podcast where two anxious creatives talk openly and honestly about life as an artist. We're very excited for this episode because we have a very, very exciting interview coming up.
1: Yeah, it was really great. She had loads to say. So I think we're going to dive straight into the anxiety scale this week because otherwise the podcast will be very, very long. And we want to prioritise the interview with Sam because we think it's really valuable.
0: Would you like me to go first? I feel like you always go first. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, it's because I always say, Molly, can you go first? (laughs) No,
1: no, that means I'm really rude. Um, So, B, should we
0: dive on into the
1: anxiety scale? And do you want to go first this week?
0: I would love to go first. (laughs) I would love to. Right. Um, The the topic this week is pets. Mm. So, interesting. I Mm. actually thought a lot about this one because I did think I could have done this in a very predictable way but i think yeah. it's quite unpredictable
1: i i thought that too i and i i went a bit i went a bit like what do i want as a pet rather than what do i like as an animal
0: yeah yeah same okay so my <laughs> my number 10 best day ever not anxious at all mm. and it is a tortoise okay. t- i want to talk you through why because mm. there are several reasons this ranks as a 10 and i really thought about it a lot yeah so firstly a tortoise lives, I can't, I can't remember mm. how long they live for, but they, 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 they have long. the ability to outlive mm. you. And the yeah. worst thing, the absolute worst thing about owning any pet is yeah. when they die. Definitely. So if something could die before me, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, secondly... You mean tor- after you? Yes, after. Yeah, <laughs> after, that's um, the one. Secondly, tortoises are vegetarian and I feel like they don't eat that much, so they're quite cheap. So I know, yeah. like, initially they're quite expensive to buy, but I feel like they're upkeep cheap. Yeah. And, then, and then I've got a third and final point, which is that for, like, I researched this, because apparently it's 10 weeks of the year they yeah. need to hibernate. And that just sounds ideal to me, because everyone always needs a little bit of a break from their pets. We love our pets a lot. But sometimes, you know, you just need a break. I could have a holiday and not worry about who's going to look after the tortoise. I could do all the things that you can't do with a tortoise. I mean, I'm talking about dogs really here and the tortoise (laughs) is a metaphor. But I just thought that really, to me, sounded like the ideal pet. So that's why it's a 10. And now I think I'm going to have to go get a tortoise.
1: Well, I think I know why you chose it because you didn't want to upset your dog and you didn't want to upset your chickens. So you went neutral and went tortoise.
0: Also, I, lo- I love dogs, but I really wouldn't rate them at a 10 because of the fact that, you know, they don't live that long and that's sad. Yeah, well, wow. damn them and their short lifespan. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, and then number one, mm. so really bad, really anxious day. Mm. I've put a pet tarantula. <laughs> okay, that is predictable from you. Yeah, but, I mean, I just don't know why anyone would choose to have a huge, hairy spider in a little glass terranium in their house.
1: Yeah, I don't and get also, it does And
0: it doesn't, it doesn't give you anything. You can't get out and stroke it. No one's yeah. going to want to see it. You can't show it off to anyone because everyone's going to be like, no, no, I don't want to look at your huge <laughs> spider. I'm not so. arguing. I agree. Good. And then today uh today i'm quite high on the anxiety scale i've had a good day um so i've actually rated myself at an eight go on i'm gonna
1: guess you've put a dog at a nine and you've put chickens at eight.
0: Oh wow it is a chicken oh. i'll tell you why because some people might think chicken would be rated higher like you thought you said oh you could have put a chicken at a 10 yeah but you can't walk them well, the thing is, they're wonderful pets. I'm a huge advocate of chicken keeping, mm. and I love them, and I want to always have chickens. Yeah. But they, they live even less time than dogs, and mm. I get really attached to them, and it's really, really sad when they die. And also then you have the problem of, like, what do I do with this chicken corpse? Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. also they get really ill. They get loads of illnesses, way more illnesses than I ever knew before I started keeping them. And that's really sad. But they're one stressful. of the only pets that can feed you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Real. So th- That's exactly. Bonus. That's why they're so high up. Yeah. But also, like, uh, they can't quite make it to a 10 because they also... I mean, some of them might, but traditionally they don't live in the house. So you're not no. with them all the time. So, like, in England, it rains a lot. And then we yeah. have, like, a long, long winter. And then I don't really see a lot of them. Yeah. So that's why they're only an 8, but I love them. Okay. I I agree. Right, uh talk us through your pet anxiety scale. So, best day ever.
1: I'm not anxious at all. It would be predictably I mean it was so it was nearly a sheep, but I've put dog. <laughs> because yeah. I love Winnie and I can't live without her, which I'm just pretending she doesn't have a limited lifespan. And I just, she's the best. And I'm like, I don't go away very much. So I, I dogs can be a tie and that's annoying, but I just like don't want to be away from her, so.
0: Oh yeah, aren't you having like your first weekend away from her this weekend for like, I don't know, like in all the Uh, time I've known you.
1: Yeah, I don't, I was spending two nights away from her. I don't Mm. remember the last time I did that. No, yeah.
0: I can't remember the last time you did that. No. Is that going to be sad? Yeah, and
1: I will... I'll just be thinking of her the whole time and it would just be, you know, oh, sad winning. times. But I need to just, you know, be okay. I so
0: feel um, real sad for
1: Margot in this chat because
0: I just didn't <laughs> rate Margot. Surely she was a nine. Mar- Margot's a lovely... I love Margot. But I've just explained why tortoises outrank mm. dogs. So. Yeah, I know, but it's okay. As long
1: as she was above the chickens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, she, wa- oh, God, <laughs> she right. was. Oh, right. No, she was, she was. Yeah, whatever. So... It- My most anxious day, Mm. worst day, terrible day. I'm going to offend some people here, (laughs) but you're going to have to hear me out. I've put a horse. (laughs) And I know lots of people (laughs) like
0: horses. Oh my God, they're such high maintenance as a pet Yeah,
1: that's the thing. I can't... like, they're thousands of pounds. You
0: think you can't go away with a dog, but how do you go away with a horse? Like, well, you, you leave literally... them at the
1: stables, but you're going to have to pay someone. Like, the stables are going to be expensive unless you have your own.
0: And mm. then, like,
1: uh, me, like, I'd have to spend probably, like, <laughs> thousands of pounds to buy one, Thousands yeah. of pounds a year.
0: You've got all the equipment.
1: Yeah, the equipment. I have ridden horses before, and I don't particularly want to do it again, because I... <laughs> They're really scary and big, and I like to stroke them, and they're very nice. I like, you know, they're soft noses, mm, but as a all pet, those... no, 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 not as a pet, because I just don't have the time for that. But I respect you if you I do. I would agree.
0: I probably wouldn't have put them quite as low as a one, but I think they're the most high-maintenance pet basically
1: yeah but I could have put like if I had a tarantula yeah I wouldn't want that but at least I could just chuck (laughs) stuff at it and leave it whereas a horse every day probably twice a day I've got to go and deal with it
0: didn't your sister have a pet tarantula
1: and a horse so (laughs) absolute nightmare
0: (laughs) (laughs) come on Ruth sort yourself out why have you got all these
1: high maintenance pets I know I don't understand
0: well, the worst thing about horses as well, it's probably not the worst thing, but I think about it a lot, is they literally have to have their shoes changed. Oh, but like, that's oh. so
1: satisfying when you clip off their big toenails.
0: Yeah, but you have to pay someone to come and do that. Yeah, that is scary. so much money yeah, and time. But I, like
1: watching the, I watch a live video on TikTok of someone putting shoes on a horse, and it is wonderful.
0: You and your TikTok videos. I know, I know.
1: Um, today, I just don't know how this happened, but... We've both put tortoise on our scale. What are the chances? It's so like random. I'm so glad I went first. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think a tortoise is on my
0: scale? I would like to think it was high because as I've explained, it's a Mm. it's a great pet, but I reckon you've put it at a six or a seven.
1: I put it at a five because I just think they are
0: they're so adorable.
1: But no. they're not fluffy, and I like a cuddle, so oh, that's why.
0: You're not thinking of all the practical reasons, they're so great. Yeah, but are not all
1: about practicality, that's why I've put a dog at number 10. Okay, fine. Will agree to disagree? Right, so, um, I'm going to introduce our second ever podcast guest, and it is Sam Marshall. Uh, Printmaker, and you may know her from Instagram, where she shares lots of stories with her and her dog Marple, and the making of her, and also her beautiful cottage garden and her many adventures through her holidays. You've been on so many holidays this year, Sam. Yeah,
2: I, I I have. Yeah, I like to call them working holidays, Molly. I like to, (laughs) (laughs) I like to call them. You do
0: do a very impressive amount of drawing on your holidays. Yeah, I do. I mean,
2: it's kind of become a thing now where I just go and work, but I love it. I mean, for me, it's the way I sw- mm. switch off. I slow down, I slow down rather than... Because I've got so much energy. If I don't draw, then I'm I'm doing too much in a day. So if I'm drawing, I'm stopping and slowing down. So it's... Yeah, it w- works really well.
1: Do you find if you stop working, it's almost more stressful trying to relax? Yeah, I, 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 I just can't.
2: I, I mean... I've kind of accepted that. Yeah, I that's how I switch off is by drawing. So if I, uh, mm. which still means I'm working, which makes me feel good. And yeah, I mean, I, I think I went through a kind of, yeah, a few years ago, trying to figure out why it is that I can't just, you know, switch off and relax. And I figured that's just me. And there's an amazing book that I recommended a few years ago. And I now can't remember the author, but she wrote about, relaxing and you know she she kind of covered everything so she covered walking as relaxing and as well re- as relaxation and all these different ways and it made me think differently about how i switch off and i switch off through drawing so yeah
0: i think it's okay it can be really hard to fully switch off can't it when you work for yourself and you it's there's so much pressure you feel like i can't possibly stop yeah. i've got to keep going yeah yeah Ex- exactly we were saying the other day how
1: impressed we are that Every day you show up on Instagram, and like, <laughs> feel, like we can disappear for a couple of weeks because we're just not feeling it, and you just show up every day. Yeah, I do. And
0: it's, yeah, it's impressive. I find it really hard. I have to. It has to be the exact right conditions for me to think. Right, I'm going to record a story <laughs> today. <laughs> What, what, why is that, though, Bea? I just don't feel like it every day. Okay. I just don't feel confident enough to speak to everyone every day mm. or think I have enough interesting things to say.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I often don't have a lot to say. I don't have anything interesting to say, but I just... <laughs> but I just... It's such a it's such a part of my work pattern that I've embedded it into mm. my day that I, I just do it and I don't, I don't even think about it. I mean, half the time I think, oh, it's Hopper's 4, I haven't... Done. I have. What am I going to talk about? What should I talk about today? And I literally just press record and do it, and that's it. I don't.
0: But it always seems like you have something really relevant. I don't. Doesn't seem like
2: you're (laughs) you're fishing around for things. I don't. I really don't. I really don't. It is so spontaneous and so kind of like, oh goodness me, what my. I I mean, I might think about it on my run in the morning. Think about what is it I'm going to do today, and think about Mm. how can I incorporate what I am doing in my day with my work into my story or it might be somebody sent me a message that's got me thinking that I want to talk to people about I just try and vary it I think when I during lockdown I got into really quite a, a pattern of Marple making up me going for a run making my coffee and then maybe doing some gardening and it was much more structured and I think by the by yeah. the end of doing that for a year I felt really like oh my god I can't do this anymore because uh, especially with the gardening having to kind of you know get my tripod up and film myself gardening and then you know it was just you were doing
0: like the gardening stories every day I know day. pretty much
2: yeah pretty yeah, much your garden
0: must have looked it did, fantastic it did it looked great it looked great
2: <laughs> I just post something don't worry about it doesn't have to be perfect get it out yeah. there just post something turn up show up and that's how I approach it I just think nobody's thinking about you as much as you think they are
0: that's so true it doesn't matter yeah it's you, you know you...
2: it's really liberating
0: Oh, we've managed to turn this into another episode about Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, always, always. It's always all about Instagram. But
1: today we were going to get you to talk about drawing because we did an episode earlier in the year about talent versus practice and drawing came up as, like, everyone thought of talent and they thought of drawing. And we Mm -hmm. thought of you because you've taught drawing, you've taught printmaking and we just thought you have so much knowledge you can share yeah we're excited to hear what you have to say so we have some questions we thought we'd just go through the questions and then just go okay go
2: for it
0: so we chatted about this a bit in episode 16 which is the talent versus practice episode and we just wanted to hear what you thought so do you think drawing ability is mainly learnt or do you think people are born with a natural ability
2: okay right really good question I guess it comes down to whether you think a good drawing is whether you can make a 2D representation of what it is in front of you. I mean, I guess that it always comes back to what makes a good drawing really. So, you know, um, whether somebody is adept at uh, using pencil in a way that uh, replicates a form and makes it look 3D, um, then, you know, some people might have more of that talent um, and they're able to do that quite naturally. However, whether that makes a good drawing or an interesting drawing is always questionable. And I think that's where the problem lies with art education and being taught how to draw in school. And Mm. I think it takes away for me what drawing is really about. And that is looking. It's about looking and observing. And no matter how you observe it, it's all relevant. And it's all you know. It's it's like handwriting. We've all got our own way of handwriting. Nobody's going to say. Well, I mean, people could say your handwriting's a bit neater than somebody else's. <laughs> I think therein lies the crux of a lot of things that we're probably going to talk about today. Is that you know why do people think they're no good at drawing? <laughs> because they can't make it look like an apple or an orange. You look at young children and you look at them just drawing, enjoying drawing, enjoying mark making, enjoying colour, and that kind of freedom of expression that they have. There's a certain point with with children, and it's normally around 11 to 12 that kind of age bracket where they become much more self-conscious of the work that they're doing and they're also aware that maybe their art tutor or maybe their parents will congratulate them if their drawing looks like what it is that they're drawing and Mm. and that's where then the kind of yeah the questioning comes in and oh well I can't draw you know I I can't draw yeah and that's where it gets closed down
1: so is that why, because one of our questions is, why do you feel so many people think they can't draw? Is that why? Do you think because of their teachers, because of their parents praising the wrong thing? or
2: I, I think possibly. I think it just, you know, it's maybe the tutor, with, maybe the art teacher has those views that if it doesn't look like a photograph, mm. and it's not a good drawing. I mean, we all know that when we were at art school, those kind of hyper photorealistic drawings were really praised. You know, it was like, if yeah. you can make it look like... Yeah that you know those dreadful copies of photographs whether you got the people kind of smiling and (laughs) all of those you know I mean obviously that shows that somebody's got the ability to use a pencil in many different ways Mm. but it doesn't necessarily make it a drawing and I think yeah I think people get put off and are made to feel that they're so I I guess what I'm trying to say is that I encourage everybody from a really early age that you know they're making marks they're, they're in trying to get back to the basics of what drawing's about and how it can make you feel and how that just that simple act of putting pen to paper or pencil to paper or felt tip to paper or whatever it is can be really liberating and really fun
0: mm. um shall I read the next question yeah go for it so how do you give someone the confidence to draw when they're convinced that they're not good at it
2: right okay so this is a really interesting question because when i do my drawing workshops I cannot tell you how emotional the beginning bit is because I go around everybody and I say to them, what is your relationship to drawing? And I've, I've had tears. <laughs> I've had tears quite a few mm. times because it's such an emotive subject. And again, you know, people having their creativity slammed really early on and that has then paved the way for their career and their life. Um, mm is really sad you know and and i i guess Mm. a lot of it is about really trying to understand where that belief comes from and really trying to unpack that at the beginning you know what what makes you think that what why do you think that what what's you know trying to get to understand the beginning bit well okay maybe that teacher at that stage you know that was what he thought or what she thought but that doesn't mean it's true you know and I try and tell them what I've just told you is that I really believe that anybody can draw we all see things really differently and that's what's exciting and I try and take the pressure off from making a good drawing and I just I just (laughs) say we're all here to learn you know I I learn from you guys you know um, I'm just really excited to get to know you you know you've all got different personalities you're all going to have different ways of drawing so really trying to make it a really even playing field making sure that I give, you know, encouragement in a really generous way to everybody who's starting off because I know it can be petrifying. I I understand Mm -hmm. it. It's not that I don't understand that. I mean, I've had, you know, a year or so where I didn't do much drawing. And for me then to kind of get back into it at the beginning, I was like, Oh my goodness! This
0: feels—that's really hard. It's really when you hard. Done it for a
1: while. And in a workshop, I—I've been to a few workshops for different things, and you—you're looking around at the other students, thinking, "What are they doing?" Yeah. And there's like an element of competition in a way. It doesn't need to be like that. Like you're all there for yourself.
2: Yeah, and and that's again. I mean, I've I've done loads of workshops. I've you know, years of teaching, and I guess I I've learned from that. And also being a student and making sure that I teach differently in that way. So I try and be as encouraging as possible and make them, I think for me, it's about creating a really safe place where people can feel supported and, um, you know, excited about this new Mm. thing that they probably have wanted to do for ages. And, And also what I do, what I do do is I really make sure that my students reflect on how it makes them feel so you know after a drawing session i'll always say so how do you feel now how do you feel now and they often say i feel amazing i feel calmer my, my breathing slowed mm. down because there's that element of just taking the time slowing and looking and observing and i think it i think that is a big part of it it's about the
1: process mm. sounds like a drawing class with you is learning drawing and a bit of therapy yeah like a mixture yeah definitely
0: have you always liked drawing too? always have you always enjoy yeah drawing?
1: always I've always loved I've always loved it I've always loved
2: mark making and I remember really cl- I was thinking about this actually I was thinking that my mum and dad have always had dogs and I remember we had this beautiful pencil drawing of a, a Springer spaniel and I remember copying that when I was um I don't know about seven or whatever and I remember doing a you know a good job of copying it okay I'm gonna say that mm, yeah. um and I remember just thinking oh that's that's amazing I you know I have I've felt really um, excited by that for me drawing is the heart of everything because I just love making marks I can't you know I love the fact that you can get a pencil that's you know really dark and you can make a really thick line a velvety line and then you can smudge it and then you can use a sharp pencil and you know I love that physical aspect of drawing that immediacy mm, yeah
0: we, in the in episode one, which me and Molly have, have recorded recently, we were talking about the fact that we just don't really draw for fun anymore, right. and we need to. Yeah, we need to just mm. sit down. Oh yeah, and it was our draw. homework. It was. Yeah, we need to do it. Yeah. What 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 would you? I mean, I guess my question
2: would be: so if I just told you guys to go off and do some drawing, what would you do? So, so Molly, what would you do?
1: Uh, I'd go outside and draw a landscape. I think I go I go up a hill. Uh huh. And
2: what would you take with you? What would you take with you?
1: Um, I've got a pencil case that's like uh, uh, colouring pencils, but also like oil pastels and a pencil maybe. Something like that.
2: Yeah. Would you start off with, Mm. what would you start off with? Uh, The reason I'm asking is to be really specific about what it is that you're taking out there.
1: I don't know what I'd start off with. So probably a a colouring pencil because it's smaller Mm -hmm. and therefore a bit more tentative than just going with an oil pastel. Yeah great well that's your ta- that's your task <laughs> yeah i need to do it yeah i
2: think it's really important to so i always say to students you know if you're going to go out drawing make sure you've got everything together so you've got your kit you know what sketch you've got sketchbooks are really important make sure you've got a lovely sketchbook that you really like you know and mm. that is special to you and you like holding and you like the paper in it and you've got your kit so there's no excuse for you can't you just go out there and do it um yeah what about you B? what would you do if i said to you go out and do some drawing
0: it would be in a similar scenery, I think. I'd just go outside somewhere mm-hmm. that, you know, it has a nice view. And then, so I usually draw everything digitally. But before I discovered digital illustration, I used to work a lot with oil pastels and I used to really enjoy it. And recently talking about it a lot has brought up a lot of feelings I used to have about oil pastels okay. and made me think, I really want to try try and use them again. Yeah. So I think I'd take... I think I'd take some more pastels and maybe some pencils, and just I just want to have a bit of an experiment and see what mm. happens.
2: It's like you know, you don't know, you don't have to show anybody, you don't even you don't have to tell anybody that you're doing it. Mm. I mean, you know, nobody's going to grade you. You know, I think again, it goes yeah. back to that whole idea that somehow or other, you know, I'll always say to my students at the beginning of a workshop, look, there's no pressure. You're not gonna, I'm not gonna give you a grade at the end of this. There's nothing about me saying that's better than that, and you can just you don't have to show anybody your work if you don't want to.
0: Yeah, we will do it. We will do it. It was our homework. We just haven't got around to it.
2: <laughs> Brilliant.
0: So your drawings often lead to your prints, but do you ever see your drawings as the final outcome? Well, this is a
2: really interesting one. And when Molly sent me over that your the, the list of questions, I thought, oh my god, I've got to answer Molly now because this is something that I talk <laughs> about a lot. Because my mm. draw my my drawings are the final outcome and I so in in a way I disagree mm. with the question because and I get this mm. a lot I get this so much from people saying to me can't just can't wait to see what you're going to do with them I'm like um that is it
0: mm. <laughs> that's it yeah
2: that's the that's, that's the drawing that's the their memories they are special points in time whereby you know uh, half past two on a Thursday in the middle of the Lake District with Marple at my feet, you know, drawing by Ward. That is the drawing. That is the... That's the thing.
0: You've never sold them, have you? Or have you? No, I've never
2: sold them, but they do... filter back into my work. So Mm. I will maybe take an element of one drawing and then put it into a print. It's a bit like a collage. So in my book that I've got coming out, one of the projects is to go away with a sketchbook for a weekend and draw things that you enjoy over the weekend. And then you come back and you Mm. combine it into a a print. So I definitely do that. But I wouldn't ever do a drawing and then think, right, that's going to be a lino cut.
1: Is the reason that you don't put them on your shop because they're quite they're so special to you or is it because...
2: They're not in my shop because they're, they're, they're in my sketchbook.
1: Okay, You yeah. know,
2: they're on my sketchbook and, and I'm not precious about leaving a page in between. I mean, those sketchbooks yeah. get absolutely filled. So it's interesting because my friend who's also my web designer and she's she's brilliant, she does all my graphic stuff for me, I was asking her to Photoshop out the... Because I've turned some of them into greetings cards and I've, I was yeah. asking to fold them. Uh, to, could she get Photoshop out the... Fold in the middle. And she turned around to me and she said, Sam, in future, when you're drawing outside, can you go out with just a piece of paper? And I said, No, because. Mm. It's about the sketchbook
1: I think that explains it a bit more The sketchbook as a whole is important The fact it's like memories It's like a photo album if you go on holiday But it's sketches so of course Mm. you wouldn't cut Mm. one out And put it on your shop Because if people think you're going out And you're drawing on a loose bit of paper That would make more sense But the fact that the book is a book as a whole And the pieces are part of the book Makes way more sense as to why They don't then end up alongside your prints for sale
0: I've always been a little bit scared of sketchbooks Okay. I'm left-handed so I could never use the left-hand pages cuz I'd smudge it. I had to just use the right-hand page and then I felt like there was so much waste and then I just got put off them and so we always moved into just um you know big drawing pads. Right.
2: I mean when I draw I'm all over the place with it. So if you, I can't see why that would be different if you
0: This is a long time ago. Okay. I really haven't tried to draw in a sketchbook for a while. And I'm going to. I think the scariest thing is that if you go
1: wrong, it's like proof that you've gone wrong and and it's there like that's what scares me unless it's like you can tear it out
2: but again but again what's going wrong Molly what do you mean by going
1: wrong Uh, something that I'm really unhappy with and that I'm really disappointed in but you don't have to show anyone but it's um, alongside all the other ones I might like (laughs) and that's upsetting
0: I'd like a ring bound one where you could just pull it out I know exactly how you feel because I have just kind of discarded sketchbooks in the past because there's been something wow. in it that I've regarded as horrible oh my goodness I've gone, nope. oh uh, goodness yeah. I wish I could work with you guys because there's lots there's so
2: much in what you're saying that I'd like to help we you need with. art therapy yeah, you do, you do. <laughs> yeah, we do. yeah yeah absolutely I mean that is one thing I'm I, I yeah I, I I think that's again putting that aside because you're doing it for yourself you're doing it for yourself Mm -hmm. They're memories you know I look back on this beautiful sketchbook that I've got and I've got all sorts of trips that I've done this year and I'd be devastated if I lost that I'd be so devastated Mm -hmm. it's interesting that whole thing about because I had a really long conversation with one of my friends about this because I kept saying I get I get so many questions about this what am I going to do with my drawings Mm. and and again it, it almost goes back to reminding myself why I do what I do and that's because I love it. And it's not yeah. all about making money. It's not all about monetizing my creativity or monetize. And I think, because I think it's really easy for us as self-employed artists to fall mm-hmm. into that trap that everything we do needs to have some kind of financial...
0: Oh dear, I think that's me. Okay, I think that's my outlook right. of creativity.
2: Okay. Yeah, okay.
1: We discussed this. i so say the episode, the last episode, we literally had this conversation when we said, "When's the last time we've made art for us right. or for fun, and not for any reason?" And honestly, like even when I am just sketching, you know, occasionally once a year, I might draw something. I am then thinking yeah but I'll turn this into it yeah th- this is a waste of time if I don't gain money from this exact thing right <laughs> wow
2: okay okay
1: but I think it's just yeah. um, like you said it's a mindset and you need to get out of that mindset it's just yeah. you can get so far into it that you don't know how to get out I think I think you're right
2: I think I think also I think I've come to it I mean, I'm much older than you guys and also I've come to it. So I'm I, yeah, I, I guess there's kind of I've got other ways to make money so that I'm not so dependent on my, you know, mm. my prints. My prints don't pay my mortgage, my teaching and my other bits and pieces do. So it's kind of there's less pressure for me to to make work to sell. I can I have that luxury I'm going to say it's a luxury because I've worked hard to get to that stage where, Mm. you know, I've got these things around me that also support me rather than just, you know. So I guess it's, it is a mindset,
0: but it's also a circumstance, isn't it, as well? Okay, I'll read out the last question. Okay, so of all the drawing exercises you give your students, which do you feel is most beneficial?
2: Okay, so I think I would get them to go out with a sketchbook. Okay, so Mm. I, I would get them to go out with... A sketchbook in the garden or somewhere you know in their house whatever with a sketchbook with something that they can hold in their in their hand and I would get I would time them I would say to them I don't know 20 minutes to do a, a really quick drawing and I want you to then tell me or, or record how you feel afterwards so it would be it would be a kind of timed session whereby you go out somewhere you purposely put yourself somewhere and you just draw and you just scribble on whatever and try and cover as much as the page as possible. It's not giving them like two hours to do a drawing. It's literally giving them 20 minutes and just capture what they see in front of them in a really small space of time.
0: Mm. do you think that the time constraint scares people no
2: i think the time constraint is a really so it's interesting whenever i do my drawing workshops often people find the quicker drawings much less pressured than the longer drawings because there's less time right. to overthink it and and also it's, it's keeping that spontaneity so I, I you know i'm such a big advocate from drawing from observation and going out drawing outside mm. because it's again you're taking yourself out you become part of what it is that you're drawing rather than looking at a photograph mm. you are sitting in that space and it's also about the weather you know I know that mm. I draw differently when yeah. it's damp and wet as I do when it's sunny and hot and the marks that you make are going to be really unique to that that unique point in time you know so mm. it's it's trying to get students to understand the importance of that being part of the landscape being part of what it is that you're drawing being part of the room you are in the room that mm. you are drawing yeah yeah definitely
1: yeah. I feel inspired to go and draw
0: now. Now I can go do my own work. I'm going to buy a fancy sketchbook.
1: I've got so many sketchbooks. I've got, like, literally probably ten sketchbooks. They're all empty. Or, like, there's one thing on the first page of each, that kind of thing. No,
0: so for me, the idea of being able to buy a fancy sketchbook makes me want to do it even Great. more. Because I like Brilliant. I like that feeling. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> the
2: thing, isn't it? Getting a nice yeah. new thing. It's like yeah. when people want to go to the gym, it might you know they might need to buy a whole load of new gym work gym wear from sweaty betty yes i do that as well
0: yeah (laughs) i mean you know
2: what whatever whatever it can i mean i've got a really nice rucksack that i take with me and i've got the nicest pencils and all of that is really Mm. important to me and Mm -hmm. so it's about making it as easy easy and accessible for you as possible really isn't it i cannot tell you how i feel at the end of the day after i've been drawing all day i have this sense of calm a sense of focus I feel like I have slowed everything down in my mind. My mind goes from being, well, you guys know me, you you, you know mm. me, you see me, I, my, my, my head's going this, like this and suddenly I'm drawing and I'm slowing down and there's a kind of, mm. you know, I always say to my students, you sort of dip into, you dive into the pool and then you're swimming around and then you emerge and it's like you see things differently. It's this magical process. Yeah,
0: that sounds nice. to yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> we
1: want that. We want some of that calm. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant thank you for sharing all your wisdom and yeah. giving thank us free so therapy and right. <laughs> yeah just all your advice just wanted to say if anyone's listening hasn't followed you on instagram go and find sam on instagram is it sam Martial art sam
2: yeah sam Martial art yeah
1: because you share your daily stories, and then you've got some life saved your creative yeah conversations. my creative conversations,
2: and I've also yeah, I've also got loads of workshops, so of drawing workshops coming yeah, out yeah so loads of any,
0: workshops if anybody's yeah.
2: interested in your drawing work, and I've got a book coming out.
0: Yes, would you tell us some more yeah. about
2: your book? So my book is a um, my book is a book about linocut, but the whole thing when I got approached to do it, it's, it's with Bloomsbury, which is crazy amazing. amazing. I got this email in my junk file one day, one 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 January day. Um so I had to put proposal forward and I wanted to make it about drawing. So I said, look, you know, the whole thing is it has to start with a drawing because I think a lot of these printmaking books, I'm not, not, not knocking them at all, but they start with, you mm. know, you trace it. So the whole yeah. ethos mm. of the book is about let's do some drawing and work from the drawing. And turning it into a print, so yeah, it looks it looks lovely.
1: Oh, it's really, it's really exciting. excited to yeah. see it. Yeah. When's it out? When's it coming out? Uh,
2: it's in January two thousand and twenty-three. So and you said available to pre-order now, so you can pre-order it. Oh, is it? Mm.
1: Oh wow. Okay, so where can people do that? Well, the
2: only link I've got is the old, you know, the big BMOF, uh, uh Amazon. But oh
0: no, you can't everybody. mention that word <laughs> no, in front of Molly.
2: <laughs> 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 see, that's the only link I've got. So hopefully, Bloomsbury okay. will be able to. Yeah, they'll provide me yeah. with something.
0: But you can give us that link though, because. That's yeah, fun. yeah we, we'll put that in the
1: um in the show notes so people can Brilliant. just click through oh thanks oh, yeah.
2: guys thank you
1: I'll uh, I'll suffer that for you <laughs> 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 well, you're in it Molly you're in it Molly's
0: in it yes oh that's wow true. yeah that's true yeah. A, t- a tiny, part, a tiny of part of an amazing of, book yeah so oh that's exciting Aww. yeah can't wait to see it Thanks again to Sam for letting us interview her. It was a really interesting chat and we could have sat and picked your brain for hours. Yeah, definitely.
1: And we have, because this is the next day now, we have done our homework. Mm. Which I'm impressed by. I didn't think we'd do it. I really regret
0: setting us that homework.
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay you you go first how did you find it 20 minutes of drawing
0: not because I didn't enjoy the homework but just because mm. when it like I had left myself not a lot of time to do it okay and it was raining today and yeah. I said in that chat with Sam Mm. that ideally I would go outside to a really nice view and take my Mm. oil pastels. Yeah, And I did the absolute opposite. And what I did is I crawled into my bedroom, Mm. sat on my bed with my old tin that I had at uni, which has in it like um, Sharpies, fine liners, a couple of like charcoal things. It's a good selection of tools, but no oil pastels. Yeah. And I sat down and I just drew, in my bedroom I've got this yellow cupboard Mm. with some stuff on it and a picture above it and actually do you know what I really enjoyed drawing it it was so mundane Mm. as a subject Mm. but I just I tried to really focus on it not really as an object but just as like the shapes and the light and the darkness of it because Mm. I think because basically I found when you try and draw something sometimes you try and draw what actually isn't there in front of you. Your brain yeah, brain you think's there. Yeah, your brain tries to fill it in for mm. you. So, for instance, when I was trying to draw the side of the cupboard, like the perspective, mm. I wanted to draw the line out, like you, how you would draw like a cartoon box. Yeah. And on closer inspection, I realised from the angle I was sat at, the, the line actually came towards me, and that really confused me for a good five minutes I was thinking, <laughs> yeah. where do I draw this line? But, um, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. I don't think the drawing is that terrible. And I really enjoyed, um, like, physically drawing, because obviously I quite often draw. I love drawing on the iPad. Mm. It's a lot easier, because when I make a mistake, I can just undo it or rub it out. (laughs) But I think, like, as an exercise, it was really useful and I would definitely do it again. And I think the fact that I don't have to show anyone's great. Although yeah. Adam did see it, he walked in while I was doing it, and he said, "Wow, that's really good." Oh, but, that's nice. <laughs> but he knows nothing about art, so he can't. We can't really uh, <laughs> hold his judgment that high. Well,
1: I I am sure he was correct.
0: And then I left it on the bed, and Margot mm. went and sat on it. So mm. I'm not sure what state it's in. There. Seal of approval. <laughs> but but I, I did enjoy I did enjoy the process. Good. did you enjoy the process
1: um uh, <laughs> I thought like I really wanted to enjoy it, and I felt really excited to do it hmm. and it would have been nice to come and say yeah but, <laughs> no. but i I'm always honest so yesterday I did it yesterday after our talk and I found a sketchbook that my friend had hand made me it's like hand bound and it's like she's put yellow cloth around it and she embroidered a lemon on the front oh that's nice yeah it was really nice and I looked in it and there were loads of drawings from 2017 so I realized Mm. I did used to draw like Mm. for for just me um, from holidays and I thought oh, this is nice And actually these drawings aren't so bad like oh so it was a good um, start (laughs) good start so I I got my book and my I took some like powdered inks that you add water to yeah. and um some pencils and went to go outside and it started pouring down and I was a bit impatient and I went well they're water-based that you know I the water anyway I'll just go out <laughs> <laughs> so I sat in my garden next to my pond that I love I thought this is perfect apart from the fact everything's getting really wet And Mm. then I was drawing, and then I was like, this is going okay. And the more I drew, I was thinking, Sam said, fill the page. And she said, don't worry if you draw on the back of another drawing. So I made sure I did that. I made sure I went across two pages, Mm. tried to fill it all. And I got more and more angry the more... (laughs) And the more I did, I was like frustrated. Yeah, and then also our house is slightly overlooked by our neighbours. And then I was paranoid that our neighbours, who are new and don't really know me that well, hmm. but no, I'm an artist, could see the page. And they were thinking, God, she said she's an artist. Look what she's doing. <laughs> and but oh you know, my- you know how far that window is from our bench. And yeah, I was still thinking they're going to be judging me for this. That's
0: one of the reasons, actually, I chose not to go into the garden. Yeah. We're we're so so self-conscious, we just can't cope with the idea that anyone would see us draw, even though we're artists for a living. (laughs) Yeah, it's just awful.
1: Anyway, so I had a really bad time, and for the rest of the day, I felt really (laughs) upset, and, like... Oh, like no. a f- I felt like such a fraud. Like I shouldn't be an artist. So I was like tearful, angry. It was bad because oh I had God, so this much. Is really bad. I
0: feel so bad for making you do this. No, so, when it,
1: so then today I was like, I, I can't go to the podcast saying this because this isn't the vibe. <laughs> so I did another twenty-minute sketch today okay. in my studio, in my away studio. Yeah, and. and like, I drew the window there. And the windows are hard because they're like really regular. There were loads of panes in this window. It's quite hard. Mm. Um, and I took uh, like kind of cr- not anything that needed water because I was like, I'm basically painting. That's an extra challenge. I'll go back to drawing. Yeah. And um, I did a really, really terrible drawing <laughs> today. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think in hindsight could be even worse than yesterday's. Oh but, but the conclusion here is... People that draw all the time, like Sam, are obviously going to be, you know, at, when you're I first less drawing. I think you're less
0: precious about it if you do it all the time.
1: Well, you're also more practiced. So when I started wood engraving, I made way more mistakes. Hmm. And like, and now I can, I'm quite confident. And I looked back, and five years ago, I could clearly draw okay. And I've lost those skills because I haven't practiced.
0: Yeah, so you haven't done it in so long? I'm
1: going away thinking, yeah, this is really hard. And it's not making me feel very good. But if I stick at it, I can get back to that point and progress. And I can't mm. just give up after two minutes sketching.
0: No, I okay, I think that's a good a yeah. good place for you to be. At least you're not going, I'm never gonna draw again. Yeah, well I just thought you
1: can't just sulk and be like, oh, I'm no good. Like you need to put right. the time in, like with everything. You need to practice. So I'm gonna practice. Are
0: you gonna do some regular drawing then? I am, because I can't live with the shame any longer. <laughs> Well, I actually realised I just didn't own a sketchbook. So I Mm. I drew mine on just a piece of, like, really cheap printer paper. Yeah. So you're going to buy a sketchbook? Yeah, because then I I still haven't conquered my fear of sketchbooks because I Mm. don't like when you have double page and you have to draw Mm. over the line. I don't like that. I like that the page is just a page.
1: Yeah, well, I did do that the last two... The two exercises I did, I did that. And I do feel less precious about the sketchbook now that there's two really terrible drawings in there. (laughs) It can't get much worse. So I'd really (laughs) advise your first few drawings to be really bad and then you don't care about the sketchbook anymore. Mm. That's probably not good advice, is it? But that's how I feel.
0: I think... I think I, so I obviously, I really did want to use oil pastels, but I think I benefited from just sticking to black and white Mm. because it's like what you said about how you were trying to complicate it with paints. Mm. Like I was just seeing it as lines and, light and shadow and just making marks like just drawing whatever I saw whereas if I had I got color involved I might Mm. have got more upset about it because I might have gone oh no this isn't the right color or this is smudged into this color so I think I might progress myself up to using colors I really enjoy yeah I reckon I would recommend to someone starting out with this exercise to Mm. just to just start in black and white yeah because I think that helped me
1: Yeah, and if you start feeling really, really angry and upset, it's okay, (laughs) because so did I. (laughs) I would love to see...
0: I know you're not going to show me, but I would love to see your film, join.
1: I'm not going to show you.
0: I, um... Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Anyway. Well, I think it was good that we did it. Well done, us. Pat on the back. And, um... We'll do it again. Yeah. Okay, well, you. Thanks so much for listening to this lovely episode. Right, uh, mm. well, slightly different episode with the uh, lovely interview with Sam,
1: and we hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It really helps, mm. and. If you have any questions or thoughts, you can email us at outofinkpodcast at gmail.com mm-hmm. and we will be back in your ears next week with another topic which we will have pre-recorded, won't we? And next week we are talking
0: about is it ever okay to work for free? Interesting. I'm scared about answering <laughs> that <funny. laughs>